it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pro Wrestling Podcast North Wales. I'm your host Stuart Palmer and I'm glad to say this is the first episode. I've toyed with the idea of this for many, many years. I think it's time for me to put my stance on it. There's thousands of podcasts, thousands and thousands on this very topic which is wrestling that we all love and we all enjoy. Anyway, let's get straight into it. I'm not messing around. Basically, um, we obviously had the Royal Rumble on Sunday evening. It was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. I've heard different things. Uh, to how I felt, but what I would say is, my God, did Finn Balor look strong? And, uh, you know, Brock doesn't go often over five minutes, does he, for a match? Maybe a bit longer, maybe a bit too, you know, over the top. I think 10 minutes was a perfect time. Um, Balor got all his stuff in. Um, He was made to look strong. I really didn't think his offence was going to be as much as it was. It was fantastic going forward. He deserves a go. He deserves a go. You don't draw money like he did in Japan. For no apparent reason. And uh, I think the sooner Vince realises that, the better. They do need to put the strap on him. They are realising it, but they need to put the belt on him sooner rather than later. Otherwise, it's not going to work, is it? You know, he's going to be off. He'll be gone. He'll go back to Japan, easily make a lot of money. AEW are there now. Um, I would, if I was him, I'd just take every day as it comes at the moment. But they need to they need to be putting the belt back on him eventually. Uh, saying that, Braun Strowman, have they missed the boat with Braun? Uh, I think they have. They should have put the belt on him last uh, WrestleMania. And they put him in the tag match, didn't they? Which I thought was farcical. Um, but yeah, I think Finn Balor going forward, they've got to push. They've got to push him. They need new stars. Uh, whether that be that, you know, it ends up being him and Rollins in a feud, but they're going for Universal title. I'm fine with that. Absolutely fine with it. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Uh, right, next topic is Becky Lynch. Fantastic, unbelievable. So she has that barnstorm of a match with Asuka. And then, lo and behold, there's an injury and she enters the Women's Rumble. And I thought it was fantastic. Uh, was it obvious? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was obvious. 
you may you, you know you may think different to me i i'm of the thinking that i didn't think it was going to happen uh, i thought she'd have a match and then that was that and then leading off to that obviously she's gone on raw this week uh, i didn't want to segue to raw right away but i'm going to talk about raw anyway um yep she ends up on raw she's we're going for Rousey. Uh, I have had, I have heard talk, the rumour mill, that Charlotte's going to be involved at WrestleMania in a triple threat. I don't think they should do that. I really don't. They've gone that way um, recently. They don't need to do it. It needs to be one-on-one, mono-e-mono. There's plenty of time for Charlotte to get in the mix. Um, leave it leave it with Becky. Leave it with Ronda. That's fine. Not a problem. I'm happy with that as well. Um, watch the Rumbles fleetingly. I'm not going to lie. Watch highlights. For the most part, um, I was otherwise engaged. So, yeah, that was all right. Uh, Rollins getting it, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, could they have given it to someone from NXT? I'm with the thinking they could have done that to really curveball it. Alistair Black's ready. Um, you know, they could, have, they, could have, they could have quite possibly done that and just put Alistair right in the title picture because I think he's that good. He, he, sim- simply put, he's that good. That's my opinion. If you think differently, that's fine. Get in touch with me. Speak to me about it. But as going forward, Alistair needs to be coming up now. Enough's enough. Also, Champer and Gagano, they're ready. Uh, but obviously, with Gagano winning the North American title, that probably isn't going to happen anytime soon, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, but going forward, fantastic. Love it. Absolutely love it. They've got to listen to the fans. Um, there's a lot of competition. You start appeasing the fans, the fans are going to go elsewhere. Once AEW is up and running, they're going to be a major competitor. Are they going to be the magnitude of WCW? I don't know. Let's let's see. You know, let's see going forward what happens there. Um, but it could be a WCW, couldn't it? It could be a Monday Night Wars. Why not go up against it? Uh, the more and more people that are signing on, the more and more I'm thinking they're going to be a serious competitor. Once Omega's been announced, they'll really, really, really. You know, they're going to be they're going to be going balls to the wall against them. I'm telling you now, the cons aren't going to mess around. There's hundreds of millions of dollars involved. They're not here to just make up the numbers and be another TNA uh, Ring of Honor, you know, third, second or third. They want to. They, they, they want to be viable. They want to be viable, and I like it. I love it. Brian versus AJ. I'll get back to the Rumble. Brian versus AJ. It was okay. It was. It, it was okay. It could have been better. I think. Um, putting Rowan with him, I get that. Um, but, you know, you're not going to get much in a talking sense from Rowan. So, obviously, Brian being as good as he is, as heel on the mic, it's fine. They may as well use Rowan while Harper's injured. I get it. I understand why they've done that. It made perfect sense. Get him with him, bodyguard S, Diesel, Michaels. It works. It works. So, yeah, going forward, that's fine. I'm fine with that. And obviously, he's just unveiled the new title, the eco-friendly title with wood on it and material. And I've got to say, it looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. But um, yeah, AJ doesn't particularly need the belt. Keep it on Brian. I'd keep it on Brian for several months now. Um, SmackDown is better than Raw. And just in my opinion, because it's two hours long, that's just my opinion. Um, Raw could be better than it is but three hours is too long we all know that so you know going forward uh, Raw needs to be cut down uh, regardless of sponsorship money and all the rest of it that they get from advertising revenue and all the things that you know contribute to it being a three hour show yep so yeah 
that's just a basic start to the podcast. I need help. I'm going to need help to make it better, structure it. We're going to get proper mics. Um, it'll be done. It'll be done weekly. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just to go into background about me, I should have done this in the other order, really, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm going with it. I'm going with the flow. You know, it makes sense what I'm doing. Uh, I've been a WWE fan predominantly since 1990. I didn't have Sky Television. Uh, I used to get it taped via VHS uh, from a bloke who worked with my dad many, many moons ago. Good uh, good man, Dennis Moon. And he used to record them when it used to be on Sky Movies, no less. But we didn't get the events live back then. It was done to tape. And then it was days later. I couldn't tell you how many days, but it was maybe, I don't know, two or three days later that we would get it in the UK. How times have changed, eh? But yeah, um, my father took me to SummerSlam 1992 at Wembley Stadium. Um, I was only six years old. I remember certain bits. I remember being in the stadium. Uh, I would have remembered more if I was older. But there you go. Very, very lucky. Um, We took the four and a half, five hour journey down to London and we were in Wembley that day. And I do remember my all-time favourite, Bret Hart and Bulldog. I do remember it. Um, And I also remember Lennox Lewis coming out with a Union Jack with Bulldog. It was fantastic. Uh, Also... Piper with his bagpipes. I remember that. And it's not vivid that. That's, I remember him coming out and he played the bagpipes with um, whoever they were. I don't know the name. The Scottish bagpipe players. And uh, yeah, that was that. And then um, we had a bit of a hiatus from going to live events till 1999 when uh, my father took me, my cousin and my friend to the Attitude Adjustment Tour. And that was in Birmingham, which was two hours away from here. And yeah, that was 99, but I got to see The Rock. I got to see Austin, Triple H, uh, Kane when he was masked. The boss man was there, I think, if I can remember, if memory serves. Uh, Goldust, there was so many. Edge, um, so many. And it was brilliant that we went to that because it was a house show. It wasn't televised, so they could go off script a little bit. And that was amazing. And then uh, the next thing I went to see, I think it was 03, and we went to Manchester to a house show. It was a SmackDown exclusive house show at the uh, Manchester Arena. And I always remember it was on a Sunday. And uh, it was fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant. Benoit versus Albert, I remember that. It was uh, incredible. It was good to see Benoit, obviously, before all the madness happened. But uh, he was he was unreal. He was the closest thing we had to Dynamite Kid. You know, obviously Dynamite Kid had to retire. So watching Benoit was like watching Dynamite, who I'd seen years prior uh, but he was obviously winding down by the time I was watching it because he was more prevalent in the late 80s. But yeah, to see Benoit, that was just incredible. It was it was superb. And then we went to Sheffield the following year to another SmackDown event. I cannot remember. I think Angle was there. Angle might have been at the previous one the year before as well, but I got to see Angle. And I met Angle years later in America and he was he was superb. He was absolutely, he was a, such a nice guy, down to earth and brilliant. So, yeah, after that, the next show, I don't think we did another one until 2009. That was in Liverpool. It was a Raw, I think it was a Raw pay-per-view, not pay-per-view, Raw house show. And uh, Ziggler, they were ju- it was just before Ziggler was getting the big push, really, 2009. They were trying to, they tweaked his character. And I remember Ziggler being there. Uh, I can't really remember what matches were on, if I'm honest. And then... Yeah, I've missed a year out here because I went to WrestleMania 2008 in Orlando and that was WrestleMania 24 and we went and it was the first one we did. We flew out to Orlando. Uh, we got a really good deal. It was amazing. Um, it still probably is. It's in the top three WrestleManias I've been to. Fantastic. Following year, we didn't manage to go. 
Fast forward 2010, my father came away with us to Phoenix, Arizona after two of the lads dropped out. I didn't want to fly on my own. Pops came in, filled the gap, and there we were. We were off to Phoenix, Arizona. Unbelievable. Great place, very spread out though. So a lot of the events, it was hard getting to and from. And uh, we met people that we are still in touch with today who are coming to my wedding, no less, this year. And the stag do, uh, hash, bachelor party. And uh, yeah, made friends for life when we went to Phoenix, Arizona in 2010. Uh, and they all live across the UK and they are massive wrestling fans. And I love them dearly. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, rambling now, aren't I? Uh, fast forward another year, 2011, we went out to Atlanta, Georgia for WrestleMania 27, and it was fantastic. It was great. Not the best WrestleMania, but there you go. Um, it was a lot closer. You could get around the city. It was easier to get around. I would say Atlanta, if they get Atlanta again, that would be fantastic because it would work very well because you can get to and from, and you're not having to get taxis everywhere and you know sorting transportation out. Uh, missed Miami in 2012, didn't go, was having issues, so we didn't go. 2013 New Jersey, New York, it was all right as a WrestleMania went. It could have been better. It was very cold. It was ferociously cold in there. And the funny thing was, following day, it was bright, it was bright and sunny, the day we were going to be going home. We went on the Tuesday, actually. But yeah, the Monday, glorious. But it was Baltic in the stadium the day of WrestleMania. And now, you know, they say about having heaters. They had heaters under the ring for the wrestlers um, because it was so bitterly cold. But, you know, it was fine. Um, as manias go, it wasn't the best. And then the following year, we were in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, that was that's in the top three, most definitely. And my dad came to that as well. So that was his third mania. And uh, we were all there as lads. There was about, I think about 10 of us, 11 of us there. Uh, locally UK, all UK based. We went over and uh, I met Johnny and Dale who now have the Wrestling Compadres Slamcast, but they've had that going for five years and make it sound like it's now. Unbelievable. Um, it was lovely to meet them because uh, I knew them from the Afterbus days prior to them setting up the podcast uh, and they are just brilliant. They're fantastic lads and they deserve everything they get. They really do. They're down to earth and normal. They know what they're talking about. Uh, I might not agree with everything they say, but majority stuff I will agree with, uh, but that's what it's all about. It's about opinions. And so, yeah, yeah. So then... 2015, San Jose, California. It's It was in, it was up there with 24 and 30, WrestleMania 31. Well booked, well put together. Sting versus Triple H. I think Sting should have gone over personally, but it was just all the pageantry that he had with it. Uh, obviously, NWO and DX came down. It was unreal. Crowd was amazing. And then obviously, Ronda being at ringside um, when being called by Triple H and Stephanie and then The Rock getting involved. It was unbelievable. Uh, the booking was the booking was spot on. The booking couldn't have been any better. Um, and I don't think people were expecting 31 to be that good on paper, but it was uh, Brian winning the ladder match and getting, you know, the IC title. Uh, just, just so well put together. And, uh, you know, I'm glossing over it because there were so many good matches. Rollins obviously ca- cashing in, but going up against Orton, um, earlier on in the night, and the RKO, uh, that amazing RKO, where he just like lifted him off, and he was up in the air, and he planted him. Unbelievable. But yeah, Rollins cashing in. I think everyone predicted that. I knew something was going to happen. Uh, and then obviously Brock, the following night on Raw, going absolutely berserk at ringside. Um, was brilliant. And I think that had legs, that feud, and they cut it short, in my opinion, with Rollins and Lesnar. But obviously, that's probably going to get readdressed now, isn't it? Years later. But role reversal... 
because you've got Rollins' face and then Lesnar will be heel, although he tweeners, doesn't he? He's a tweener and that's just how it is. But they could have had that, that feud had legs for me, Rollins and Lesnar, and they cut it short in 2015, but we're going to get, we're going to get it back. So that's, that's cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, 2016, the last WrestleMania I did, Dallas, Texas. Uh, not the greatest place, Texas. Dallas as a place. I've been to better places. Uh, the Mania was okay. There was issues getting into the stadium, uh, but there was 100,000 people trying to get in. Well, WWE say 100,000. We all know it's over-accentuated how many are actually in the stadium. However, yeah, it was it was a nightmare getting in. Um, pre-show was on. Matches were going on. Um, it was absolute carnage. Um, it wasn't the most well-organised of the events I've done. But all in all, I was there with the lads again. There was a big group of us from the UK and we we made the best of it. We made the best of it and uh, it was it was all right, as many as go. Uh, Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder winning the Money in the Bank, not Money in the Bank, sorry, the IC title on the ladder. That was pretty cool. I didn't like the fact that he lost the belt the following night to Miz. I think that was silly, you know. But Zach's still there, isn't he? He's still going strong. So, yeah. And the next Mania, who knows? Who knows when we're going to get to the next WrestleMania? I've got a lot of personal things going on. Uh, hopefully 2020, um, uh, depending on where it is. So, yeah, that is the basic. That's the introduction to this. We're going to call it a podcast. It's been a lot of me talking, but the idea is we're going to have fans on. I'm going to get wrestlers involved. Uh, I'm hoping to get Dale Rutledge involved with it uh, to come on and guest for me. Uh, but uh, he's very busy. But Dale... It's fantastic, and uh, he's well in the business with, in the journalistic capacity, and I just, yeah. So hopefully going forward, that'll be us, and that'll be uh, where we're at. So yeah, thank you, thank you for listening to this. Uh, I will be back in the near future uh, with a full setup, and we'll go for it. We'll have a go. We'll see how we get on. Take care, everyone. Bye. Right, well, it's an absolute pleasure to have the founder and CEO of Nothing Else on TV, Sean McMahon, in my company today. Uh, Sean, you're the first guest uh, to be on the Stewie Palmer Wrestling Podcast. Excellent. I'm honoured. Not, not a problem, mate. I'm just so happy we managed to get you on. Uh, I know you're busy, obviously, with your project and what have you. Uh, just a quick question, mate. Are you related to Vince McMahon? Uh, not directly related. I'm told it's up five generations, but you never know. Oh, you've been on Ancestry.com, then? Uh, it's just what the family takes, you know. Oh, so, okay, yeah. okay. I had, to, I had to ask, I had to segue there. I had to do it. Yeah, I usually get asked that question at least once or twice a day on Facebook. Oh, there, there was me thinking I'd be the first ever to ask you, but hey-ho, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's just one of them, isn't know, it? Mate. It's one of them, mate. It is. Uh, and, it, and it helps as well. <laughs> I bet it does, I bet it does. Uh, Sean, what, what is your background, uh, obviously leading into this, this project that you've set up? Um, so um, my background is um, running a PR and marketing agency. Um, I also have got love of wrestling since the 80s. Um, so uh, just the way PR marketing uh, is working is a lot of it is video. Um, and I... We crossed over into the wrestling realm uh, with a couple of the uh, clients at the Coyote Ugly Saloons. We had wrestling in there, um, and we we ran the ball with that project, and it developed into the TV station. Absolutely fantastic! Uh, obviously, you know, I think it's it's good it's good to see uh, it's good to see that you've started this up, and I like the fact that you're going in uh, looking obviously for other 
wrestling companies to come in and work in conjunction with you. Uh, I, I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, not just it's not just UK based promotions, is it? No. So we we're trying to um, hit quite a few different targets for different countries around the world uh, to bring people different styles of wrestling. Um, out of the five wrestling promotions in China, we've got four currently signed onto the station. Uh, three are already up and running. The fourth one's coming on uh, in February. So um, that's working really well. We've got promotions in uh, Budapest, in Germany, Russia, uh, obviously the UK, uh, Mexico. Um, we've even got one in the Philippines coming on the, mar- on, on the channel with us, which is really cool. Oh, fantastic. I'm, I'm obviously staying quiet here. I hate uh, when these interviewers jump in. Uh, obviously, you're my guest. I want to hear everything that you can possibly hear. So, yeah, uh, next question. Uh, what are the future goals of the company? Um, well, we're currently um, working quite closely with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, um, which are a partner um, of um, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, so, we're going, we've just basically seen how that develops and how that um, moves on. And there's some quite uh, exciting um, things on the cards with regards to that, um, which you know we're getting asked on a daily basis of. Um, and all of all elite wrestling, obviously, have already announced their partnership with um, Oriental Wrestling. Oriental Wrestling's already announced their partnership with ourselves. Uh, already up and running on the channel um, and that's having a massive impact not only on our channel but also helping other wrestling promotions as well that are on the channel so people are coming in going wow we need to see this oriental wrestling entertainment and then discovering other uh, wrestling promotions in different styles all over the world as well fantastic i've learned something there as well because i didn't realize that they were in with AEW. obviously with all the stuff in the news about AEW. Uh, in the wrestling circles, oh, it's fantastic. I've learned something there, which is, you know, what this is all about. It's all about learning. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, the, <laughs> Sean, the next question is, obviously, there was a bit of mainstream news coverage, uh, even regional, because uh, I'm based in North Wales, uh, so I saw the um, I saw the news uh, when the Dwarf Wrestlers were um, on in, was it Coyote Ugly? Yeah, yeah, so they... Um did three shows in Coyote Ugly, so they did um, Cardiff, Swansea, and Liverpool. Right, okay. I, I, I just assumed Coyote Ugly was uh, Cardiff. I didn't, I didn't realise. Yeah, they've also got one in Manchester, but uh, it's a little bit too small to fit a ring in, even a, a smaller right. ring. Right, okay. Um, what was the next question? Um, what are your memories of wrestling growing up? So I'm just going to veer off. I'll just veer off now. Uh, yeah, so growing up, um, I used to watch the AWA uh, a lot with the Destruction Crew. I think they became the Beverly Brothers. I, think, I remember, the I remember them. I remember the Beverly Brothers, mate. I absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be called before uh, um, they went to the AWA. Oh, um, I also used to um, go and watch, um, you know, British wrestling at Sheffield Town Hall. Right. And um, so yeah, that was quite good. Um, also had a few pen pal letters from Mick McManus and stuff growing up. So, yeah, re- wrestling has always been uh, been there in, in the family. Have you still have you still got the letters? No, no. Right, okay. No, I I moved from Yorkshire down to Bristol, 
uh, moved from Bristol to Cardiff, uh, gone through divorce, lost lots of my, my childhood memories, so to speak. So, oh, yeah, sorry about that, mate. I've been sorry for asking that. <laughs> it's all good fun. Oh, right. okay, mate. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want it. You know, it was getting a bit. It's all part of the life journey. It is, it? mate. It's all about life, and I'm I'm going through my own personal stuff at the moment, mate. No, yeah, yeah. We all get hit yeah, with yeah. stuff. We all get hit with stuff, don't we? Unfortunately, but it's how you how yeah, you get. Yeah how you get through it so uh what what space yeah, going back to the dwarf wrestling, sorry sorry yeah. the dwarf wrestling they're, they're actually coming back now for a second tour so on the first and second of april they're back in the uk um they're doing um we've expanded the tour but outside of coyote uglies as well but right okay first of april they're in cardiff second of april they're in um uh, uh, so yeah they're coming back um I think, you know, there was a bit of negativity initially, like, oh, my God, you know, these guys shouldn't be doing this. But after they realised they were actually trained professional athletes that put on a really good wrestling show, um, you know, people enjoyed that. Um, and it's showing now on the ticket sales, and they're now looking for even more venues to expand the tour even more. Um, we recently put out the first match on... Um, Chinese channel for our partners over in China and we had 8 million views of it um, which we thought was brilliant they came back and said it was a bit disappointing and we had um, commentary in Mandarin and Cantonese so we're actually doing that this Friday right, okay. and putting it back out into China which is quite good but yeah, yeah that had really really good effects it's, it's on the channel now um, every Saturday you can watch the Dwarfinator's different match every single week um, so I think in total we've got 12 matches over the next um, 11 weeks, so it's quite cool. To have to, to have 8 million views as well, I think that I, I would consider that high. We, we, you're obviously happy with that. Yeah, well, yeah, we're extremely happy with that. Um, and it's, it's, it's helping us develop um, our channel uh, for the um, Chinese market, um, which is, you know, our, bet, our next big step. Um, we're aiming for a, a main launch in China, uh, because they use different systems than, than we do for internet. Um, so it's, it's developing it into that uh, to fit within their, their society and how they, they, they operate. So yeah. we're aiming for May for a Chinese launch, which is, is huge. Um, they've got a population of 1.6 billion. Yeah. Uh, give you an example of um, WWE and OWE. So WWE's got, I think, 1.96 million subscribers on the app. And OWE Oriental Wrestling Entertainment has got 40 million uh, reach uh, in China. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe um, it, would you? Yeah, so, um, you know, the deal what we've got with Oriental Wrestling uh, allows us to broadcast um, Oriental Wrestling outside of China. So we've got a deal where we've got uh, worldwide rights on uh, broadcasting that, which is really cool for us. Um, it's one of the most exciting brands out there. It's completely different to everybody else out there because it is Kung Fu style wrestling which is um, not being seen outside of China uh, they, I mean the Tibetan monk if you've seen one of his matches is is something like out of the matrix he's not seen any fighting style like that since you know the old Kung Fu yeah. movies so it's just yeah different diverse yes so entertaining, it's brilliant. And, 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 you know, that's the most exciting thing at the moment with the development with, Ori with Oriental Wrestling and uh, All Elite Wrestling is like, you know, what matches have we got coming up? How, how is that partnership going to develop? And I think, you know, that, that's one of the most exciting things out there at the moment is, 
is looking at how that develops um, moving forward, which is really cool. Good, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, what are your opinions on the current state of wrestling? It's very good, you know. Um, I, I see more global uh, wrestling than most people because we get a lot of promotion sending us um, their shows to, to put on the channel. Um, it, it's, there's a lot of independent wrestling out there that hasn't been seen. A lot of people uh, just stick to, you know, um, the, the the main promotions or the ones that are perceived as cool, um, even though they don't actually watch it. They go, oh, yeah, I watch New Japan. It's really cool, you know, but really they don't watch it. And there's a lot more to be discovered out there, uh, but not just on, um, you know, production values, but also talent in the ring as well. There's so many different styles out there. There's so many good wrestlers. You're talking thousands and thousands of promotions. So, you know, there's there's so much more to be discovered, which is really good. How how much do you offer the service for as well, just for uh, listeners to... Uh... Um, yeah, so we, we price it at a worldwide price, price point, which is quite unique. Uh, so we price it at $4.99 a month for anybody for full channel access, uh, which is really good. And it's not just wrestling. We've got indie films on there. We've got classic films. Uh, we've got boxing. We've got a, a live boxing event uh, going out on the second. Um, so there's, there's, there's quite a lot. Yeah, you get value for your money. It's not just a wrestling channel, which is good. <laughs> yeah, um, because you know if you're a wrestling fan, you want to see other things anyway. Of course. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It isn't a wrestling fan that doesn't like watching films. Uh, so we've you know there's. We're focusing on on some sci-fi films, especially classic ones, and uh, some horror films, especially indie films that are horror genre, which is really cool. So it's about giving people value for money as well. Um, and if you're a wrestling promotion coming onto our channel, uh, you also get um, paid for your content as well on, on the subscribers that you get to the channel. So that's a quite a unique way of doing yeah. things. Uh, so it's helping uh, the... Um, wrestling promotions grow as well by giving them an income stream, which is quite cool. Yeah, sounds really good. Uh, what platforms is the service available on as well? Just for, just for the listeners to so they know where they can uh, yeah. obviously go go so, to. Yeah, so, so currently uh, it's available online. So you go to nothingelseon.tv. Uh, if you've got um, any casting um, sticks like um, you know Google or. Um, Apple TV and stuff like that. You can cast it across to your TV. Uh, the next stage is um, uh, what we've got currently being developed is uh, an Android app and um, Apple TV app. So they'll be launching um, within the next three to four months. Fantastic. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for uh, sparing me, you know, 10, 15 minutes there. I appreciate you very busy. Yeah, no problem. Sorting stuff out, you know, I Talk really do. I really do. And, uh, yeah, going forward, I hope we can get you on again at a later date. Um, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, fantastic. Cool. Thank you. Thank We've you ever so really much. exciting things coming, coming uh, your way. So, but, yeah, definitely stay in touch. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how the channel is developing over the next couple of months. Of course. Really cool. We're working on some awesome uh, um, things. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be, be good. Just definitely stay in touch. And, uh, I look to be appearing again. Thank you very much for your time, Sean. And I'll, uh, I'll no speak problem. to you soon. Pleasure. Thank you, mate. Take care, Paul. Bye now, everybody.
Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.